Hello there. This is Adam St. John, co-host of A Thousand and One by One. Before we get into today's episode, we wanted to take a second and point out the fact that the events that happened over this last weekend in Dayton and in El Paso are awful. And we are fully aware that these mass shootings are a trend and it seems like every other day you hear about one. Now, the film that we are talking about this week is Gus Van Sant's 2003 film, Elephant, which takes place in a high school on the day of a school shooting. And Ian and I talked about it, and instead of postponing this episode, we decided to go ahead and release it anyway. Not for any other reason than it seems like maybe the most appropriate time to talk about this, because it seems like it always is around. So we just wanted to give you a little intro before today's episode, letting you know that you are going to hear themes about violence and shooting today, and in regards to the movie mostly, but also Ian and I are very opinionated people. So hopefully you stick around and enjoy this episode. Thank you. Hello again and welcome to another episode of A Thousand and One by One, where we take a film out of the wonderful book, A Thousand and One Movies You Must See Before You Die, discuss it, analyze it, and ultimately decide whether or not it should be in the book. My name is Adam St. John. And my name is Ian Woodington. And normally what we do at the top of an episode is we give you some recommends. Now, I'm going to slightly change it a little bit and just we're going to do the social shit right here at the top. So, hey, you can find us at Facebook and on Twitter. You can listen to us on Google Play and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and now on Stitcher. You can support us at patreon.com slash 1001 by one. But instead of starting with a recommend, Ian, and I have not told Ian about this, would you mind if we saved the recommends for the end of the episode? Because your recommend is also the replacement, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Are you, now, do you have something similar? No. 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 But that's okay. I'll, I'll adapt. Okay. I love it. Because... I will play my card now. I don't think this movie should be in the book. And we'll build from well, there. And I, and I knew that going into it, which yeah. is kind of why I pushed for it. Ah, yeah. All right. Is that okay? Let's do it. Okay, great. Um, so we'll so get... sorry, sorry, dear listeners, we'll change the format on you. Just a wee bit. Yeah. Just for this so week. A curveball this week. Yes. Um, so Elephant was um, written and directed by Gus Van Sant. Uh, now, apparently, uh, he the, the idea came from him and uh, Harmony Corinne who you would know from movies like Kids and Gummo, and one, a recent one with um, McConaughey, which I, the Beach Bum, I think. Was oh what it was yeah, called, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I haven't I haven't seen. But, I, um, I think that's going to be dropping on Hulu. I think very soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, if you haven't seen Kids, oh, that's yeah. Wow. Kids is something else, man. Yeah, it really is. Um, I guess we can talk about the cast. Uh, they're all their names. <laughs> so, uh, Alex Frost plays Alex and Keister, and, and and they're not really very... So I'll, I'll, maybe some brief descriptions of who these people are. So Alex is the blonde who we follow through most of the movie. Um, Eric Delon, De- Delon, Delon, I don't know how to say his name. Um, is he... Uh, is he one no, of the, the, the... the blonde is John Robinson. No, oh, is it? Yeah. Alex, Alex Frost and Eric uh, Doolin, they're the, they're oh, the two... You. They're thank the killers. You. Yes, yes, yeah. you're right, yes. And Alex is the um, the dark-haired one. Correct. And Eric is the blonde. Thank yeah. you. Um, and uh, you're right. You're right. Um, John 
Robinson plays. He's the only one who has a, a different last name. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Elias McConnell. He goes by Eli in the movie. He's the photographer. I'm getting the names mixed up now. Who was the, so? The there's Jordan the Taylor. There's Jordan Taylor and Carrie Finkler. They're they're the couple. Yes. And then you've got the three girls uh, that we meet. Ni- yeah. So there's uh, Nicole, Brittany, and Alicia. She I think goes by Acadia in or in some. She has a different name. Okay. Mostly everybody has a, has the same name as you mentioned in the cast, but there are a couple that don't. Uh, the other one is uh, Michelle, who's played by uh, Kristen Hicks. Thank you. Is that the oh, one you were trying to? Yes. That's the one you were thinking yes, of. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um. So she's the kind of. Let's. I mean, I'm going to use that. She's kind of the nerdy girl. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. If you just want to throw a stereotype I, on... Which I'm only doing to, in, a, in a very kind of... Uh, She's very shy. She way, won't yes. wear the shorts in gym yes. class. That which I have something of... to say about, too, which is... God, this yeah. movie makes me so angry. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And I would say those... It, you're, the, you're so angry you can't even get through the cast I list, can't. Man. I can't at all. Um. So those are, those are some of the main players of this movie. Um. It's a it's a short movie, FYI. It, it is 81 minutes. It is very quick. Well, it was a, an HBO movie originally, yes. which is... I think it was I, I got a it, I got a bone to pick with HBO about taking care of their back catalog. Yeah, not very, yeah. I I got HBO now. I pay for that. It's not cheap. Why but, the hell isn't this movie like they don't give a shit about their back catalog? That's a great question. I don't I don't understand. Why don't like the old documentaries? I mean, they yeah. lost the rights, I guess, to a lot of the old stand-ups because none of that stuff's on there. Oh, that's uh, there's a couple of great movies they did in the '90s and the late '80s as well, like Fatherland with uh, the Rutger Hauer Rutger who we sadly lost not that long ago. That's true. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to miss that guy. Yeah. I love Roy Batty. I was, I was, I was just going to say rest in peace, Roy Batty. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. right? Died the same year as his character, so I Which mean, that's, that's kind of creepy, yeah, right? Yeah. Intentional? I don't know. Ooh. Um, yeah, but just HBO not taking care of their back catalog is just something that's always bothered me. They're always about the here and the now and the Game of Thrones and, oh, God, Game of Thrones is over. What do we got to do? We got to keep you guys here. Yeah. Don't cancel your subscription. We got good stuff coming, we promise. Yeah. Um. So uh, Gus Van Sant is in the book uh, two times. Uh, he's in there for Drugstore Cowboy and My Own Private Idaho. Now, do you like My Own Private Idaho? I figured that kind of film... It, because it's it's a a modern telling of a couple of the history plays of yes. Shakespeare's. Yeah. I figured it would be right up your alley. Guess what? You don't dig my own private Idaho, do you? Haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you should. It's good. I, I, I know, and I, I, Let's, I, I it's in the book. Let's do an I know, episode on it. No, well, well, yeah, well, probably, probably will at some point. Um, uh, I will say that from the, I, 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 I have the feeling I'm going to like my own private Idaho. I can say right now, not having seen Drugstore Cowboy, take it out and put in Goodwill Hunting because I think that's deserving of being in the book. That's more of a Gus Van Sant thing and not anything to do with Elephant in in general. Um, so it can. Uh, this won the Palme d'Or, uh, Best Director, and something called the Cinema Prize of the French National Education System, which is uh, something. Uh, but that's it. There's no other really. Acc- there's no accolades to really speak of besides that. Well, other than it, it went to the Independent Spirit and it it didn't win anything. I didn't even find that. Well, yeah, no, it, was... it lost director to Sofia Capella for Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation, yeah. and then it also lost cinematography to In America. Oh, okay. And I did. I did see a lot of love for Harris Savitas and his cinematography on this, um, which maybe I'll just say that when we get into the movie. But I don't understand why. Are we just impressed that he followed these people as long as he did? Was that impressive? I don't think so. No, I mean, how hard is it, how hard can a tracking shot possibly be? Really I mean, I appreciate the natural lighting, sure, more than anything yeah. else, more than the actual tracking shots. Um, so uh, 
It's not on the IMDb 250. It currently has a critical score of 73 and a audience score of 79 on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you have any review things that you pulled I, from? I actually have two. I have part of Roger Ebert's four-star review in which he mentions uh, Todd McCarthy's variety review. So I have, I have parts of both of them. All right, so this is what Roger Ebert said at the time. Van Sant seems to believe there are no reasons for Columbine and no remedies to prevent senseless violence from happening again. Many viewers will leave this film as unsatisfied and angry as Variety's Todd McCarthy, who wrote after it won the Golden Palm at Cannes that it was pointless at best and irresponsible at worst. I think its, irrespons- its responsibility comes precisely in its refusal to provide a point. You're, he's just talking in circles there. So this is what this is what Todd McCarthy. This is a summary, at least, of Todd McCarthy's review. To make a film about something like the Columbine student shootings incident and provide no insight or enlightenment would seem to be pointless at best and irresponsible at worst. And that is what Gus Van Sant has done in Elephant, an art film exercise that attempts to adapt the improvisational techniques of Gary to a more real-world setting. This small-scale HBO film's offering achieves some glancing poetic effects during its first hour but becomes gross and exploitative during the shooting rampage of the final act and i gotta say i agree with pretty much everything todd mccarthy just said so let's again again uh the briefest effect of of plot summaries of this movie um which there really isn't one to speak of i mean it really is simple as saying this film takes a very long and naturalistic look at uh, an unfortunate and specific day at a high school where two young men come and shoot they 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 shoot their classmates and that's it that that is what this movie's about um there are characters that we kind of follow and you learn a little bit about some of them um but that's it this movie is a sort of an unflinching look at a school shooting i don't really know what else to say about it in terms of in terms of its story i'm gonna just start saying things that i don't like about this movie um, would you like me to counter with some positive ones? Should we play a little good cop, bad you can cop? A- absolutely, do that. And 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 I, I'm gonna try to go chronologically so that you know, we're, in a way, we're kind of talking about the movie as we go through. But well, while you're speaking chronologically, that is one thing that I did actually really like is the disjointed timeline and how we're not really sure. There comes a point where we're not sure what day it is anymore because it flashes back, but we don't quite know that it's flashed back to a time of them planning. I liked the unsynced timelines and the unsynced moments finally catching up with each other. That is something I did appreciate about it. Yeah, I, In a way that I think, obviously, somebody like Christopher Nolan has improved on when he did something like Dunkirk, see, where he did something very similar. I, the reason I don't like it is because it feels like... I feel like that was something that, that was decided on later in the editing room when they realized they maybe had 40 minutes of total story and they just to make it more interesting, right? I guess it it doesn't seem like it was something that was thought of before they made it because there are moments when um, Eric and Alex are describing how they're going to go about it. And they do these hard cuts to the event, which of, which of course we end up seeing again later on, um, which I don't, I didn't find necessary. I found it to be a, like a piece of flashy filmmaking that was totally not in the world of the movie that we'd been in up until well, that point. Well, and I think you can make an argument for when you talk about flashy filmmaking, maybe inappropriate for this subject matter as well. I don't, I don't know. Just spitballing there. So I want to start from, from uh, right, right about the top. Um, the, the metaphor of the clouds throughout this movie, um, I, I, I utterly dis- disliked. I, I thought it was too on the nose. 
I get, you know, the clouds are forming and it's going to be a, a rainstorm's coming, a storm is coming. It just felt like in a movie, and, and again, I feel like in a movie that's taking such a naturalistic approach to following these these high school kids throughout their day, do we need, I mean, it just seemed like what is this piece of like real poetic piece of weather going by? I mean, I guess, I what, what, what story are we really trying to tell? I found myself asking multiple times through watching this movie. And maybe I should say now that I have a bias about this movie because when I was when I was 14, I started writing a script about a school shooting when I was a kid. I didn't finish it until I was 22. And in the middle there, this movie comes out. And so I was about halfway through it at the time and I watched it. And I was a bit – I'm totally biased. And then when I saw how it approached it, I, I – I was like, well, this is, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that my movie is good. I mean, it's it's just a script, and it's not been made. But I just don't. I didn't respond to this movie. But we'll get more to that as we we go through. So why is this kid have a drunk dad, and why is it important? Uh, it's it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Were were you actually asking? I I, I was wondering if you had any idea or or other other to- than to have the Gus Van Sant shot. It serves no purpose. Because that I associate that high up camera following the car. Yeah. That's 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 a Gus Van Sant shot. He used that in Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot, and he used it on Good uh, Hunting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I he maybe even used it in Finding Forrester as well. I can't remember. He may have though. Oh, I don't know. That's ooh, that's been a. I, I I've only seen that once. That's a long time ago. That's a great movie. So part of part of the the not I don't want to say appeal, but part of the um aesthetic of the making of this movie is they they hired a lot of unknowns i mean mostly unknowns and actual high school actors and a lot of this is improv now there are times where that can really really be a beneficial part of the movie and actually a movie we're going to talk about very soon the 400 blows that actually works out really well the use of improv it does not in this movie nobody walks through the lunch line at a high school and says these words what am i going to have for lunch today that is not a thing that a human being says as they walk through the lunch line with their friends. The, the, I think these kids knew that they were in a movie and were, and were basically given free reign to say whatever they wanted to. And there's a lot of times where the dialogue is just god-awful because there, I don't think there was any, any bounds. I don't think these kids were ever roped in. Which I think is a huge flaw of this well, movie. Well, it's it's surprising to me because Gus Van Sant doesn't really do a lot of flashy stuff in his movies. I consider him to be more of a an actor's director. Yeah, based on based on the things that he's done, but he doesn't show any of that that particular flair in this. Yeah. So I I just I found the dialogue to be in fact I I I think I wrote it down because I thought that this was the most viable line the most believable thing said in the movie there's a moment where the first, at least the first time we see it where eli is walking down the hallway and he crosses paths with john he's like hey john hey eli he's like what do you you know okay take your picture yeah sure they do that and then john asks uh if, if you go into the concert this weekend and e- eli's response which i think is it's the most believable in high school thing is no i can't my parents are being bitches like I hear that line and I'm transported back to the halls of Stanwood High School. Like, I, I can hear somebody saying, God, my parents are being bitches. Like, I can't, I can't do that. I, I just, I just, and, and for whatever reason, that line really struck a chord with me because it was the most, it just, I can, I can hear that. That's high school to me. I, I actually honestly and fully believe that because so much of this world that they're building, like, 
again, and maybe we didn't go to these this high school, but I've never seen anybody ever play frisbee at high school just randomly. I've never seen anybody break dancing on cardboard. Like, where are we? At first, it feels more like a college than it does a high school because you know nobody has the same schedules in college, and you can have hour-long breaks between classes. At high school, that's not. That's yeah, it's not all a thing. it's also regulated, it's, right? I, yes, and I I just found it's it's made by people that are very out of touch with a sort of high school environment, which is exactly not what you want for this kind of film you need someone in touch yeah and i i watched the um the charlie rose interview that uh, was gus van sant and yeah Diane i keaton. started watching it and then i'm like man i just can't take charlie rose anymore well and i and granted, or, or diane keaton diane keaton I, is weird in that well she's weird I, in every i interview. found her to be insufferable on that interview oh yeah i i, I just and 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 she she was she i mean obviously you're producing this movie you're gonna tout it you're gonna you're gonna make people want to come see it but it just seemed like she was miss. I mean, again, this is years. It feels removed, like she missed the point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's nothing somber, or, or kind of remorseful about the way that she's talking. This is supposed to be based on Columbine, roughly. Yes. Right. But I I feel like there's not a lot of I I I I respect I I and I'm at such odds with this movie, so I want to be careful the way I phrase this. I don't feel like there's any respect in this film for the loss of human life. Despite yeah, yes. the other things in it that I do respect. Yeah. I just, I, I, first of all, I agree. And, and, and maybe, and that could have even, that, that, maybe that's an intentional choice is that we're not, we don't, we're not going to give any, we, we're not going to give value to the people who we've lost because the killers aren't doing that. Right. We're, we're just, we're, we're, we're expected to see it and be like, wait, what? No. And, but, but move on because that's the movie is going to leave well, us with that. And it's aesthetic is based. Did you read, or did you see the, the Alan Clark short film, the 40 minute, his elephant movie that was produced by Danny Boyle. So the, the aesthetic of this film anyway, is based on a piece that Alan Clark did in the late eighties for BBC Northern Ireland, oh, where it is, okay. it's just the 18 killings. And it's just, you follow somebody, they kill someone, you linger on the dead body and then you move on to something else. And it's supposed to show sort of, uh, separatist violence in Northern Ireland and to make you stop and reflect on who are the people doing the murders and what does the aftermath of their violence look like? Yeah. Which is, like I said, this is the aesthetic that the film is going for. The problem is, is that you're dealing with, with children, with dead children. And so I feel like there should be a little bit more reverence you know, I, I respect the idea in certain films of we're going to show violence for no reason and without consequences. That's fine, but it is it feels there's so much about this film that feels so tone deaf. Yeah, I, I yes, I agree, and it, it, it tone deaf, and also I feel like it was painting with broad brushstrokes. Like this is very stereotypical. You know, um, John is our he's our skater kid. You can you can, you can just tell. You know, Eli's the artistic one with the, his taking his photos. You give, you've got the jock and the popular girl. You've got the three, the three uh, teenage the, the three girls who are. Can we pause on that for a second, please? I I get that anorexia is an issue. Oh my and god, it's a thank big you. issue. No, no, no. It, I, yeah. And I don't want to take anything away no. from that because there are there are people that suffer. But what the fuck is that doing in this movie? I don't know. And they almost make it the way it's shot. They 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 almost go a comedy route yes, with it. Yes. Yes. Like, yep. What in the fuck are you? I lost so much respect for Van Sant at every single level of filmmaking after seeing this film. It, yeah. It, it it's un again. I mean, it, it sucks because I I under again you can read all the reviews and people who like this movie 
I understand why. Why it's the naturalistic approach. It's the long takes. It's the. It's just the, the day. first half hour of this movie is fantastic. I wouldn't say that. I I love the slow burn. I love that it's just a normal day. Like I said, I appreciate the the disjointed timeline. I love the Eli character. Yeah. And yep. my I'll go straight to my favorite shot right now is it's him turning the film canister over and over and the sound of it almost sounds like a ticking clock. Yeah. Which I love that. that. Absolutely loved that. I'm like let me just stay with these kids. Let me just see a day in their lives, right? Yeah. Which I think is the point that's what's supposed to suck you in yeah i do love the naturalistic approach to the first 30 to 40 minutes of this film and then it goes off the fucking deep end yeah when you meet these two kids that are going to do the killing and i know like they said they wanted to show violence for no reason but you still have them ingesting hate and hate speech by watching the hitler documentary okay you so have them playing the violent it's for me this okay. sorry uh, no, no i'll come back to my point you go no ahead. no this is it no this is this is i mean there are a lot of things about this reason about this movie that I don't like. And so let's, let's talk about Eric and Alex and let's talk about the fact that this movie tries to provide no reasons as to why they do what they do, but then it still kind of does. So yeah, it, it wants to have its cake and eat it too. Yeah, so you so see them playing the violent video game. So let's stick with that for a second. Let's just stick with that one for a second. What fucking game is that? It's a game that they made for yeah, the, and, for the movie. And, and you can tell, you can tell that because it is, it is so I hate I, I I realize that there are a myriad of reasons as to why somebody would do what these kids do in the movie. I find it interesting, you know, as to why what would push somebody to do this. And yeah, that's that's what I want. If you're gonna make a high school shooting movie, we need we need to get serious and treat you know, not just the victims with the utmost respect, but we also need to to delve into these and the the killers' minds. Why are why are they doing this? Why are they suffering? Why do they feel the need? How how is it that they've come to be pushed so far? Yes, exactly. So we've got this. So again, and there's one that we we blatantly have to save for the the end of this list. There's one that we have to save. So so we, we've got this video game that that seems. Very, you've heard it for years. Violent video games. This is what's causing our kids to do these crazy things, right? And they pick, and maybe they couldn't get the rights to something that. Well, you, there's no way in hell any game studio is going to go. Yeah, you can use footage sure, from our game. No, I, I get that, yeah. but they didn't make an attempt to do anything like that. They they make up this game where it's. I, okay, so anyways, the game that they play is ridiculous. I I. It's I, just a white background. You shoot somebody. It looks and like they, somebody's walking in a desert. You shoot them, and they're they're like sunk they sink into the ground right it's 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 weird it's pointless i don't i don't get it and then it cuts to them buying guns online there's that too which is a whole nother huge big issue that the film doesn't even bother to try and address yes yes i and i yes yeah that's right so another thing too is we get we get one we get one scene of alex getting picked on a little bit they throwing out what was like a wet toilet paper is what it looks like yeah, yeah like hucking it at him which I mean, yeah, that that must suck. I I absolutely get that. I I mean, but and, and again, I I guess, it, it, and I don't know the mental state of these of these these kids. So it's like, I mean, I know that throughout high school, I both probably picked on kids and also got picked on by by other kids. So it's like, it, it's a, it's a balance that people walk. But what I saw in the movie, in terms of being again a catalyst towards what happens, I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy that. Um, you you mentioned 
for some inane fucking reason, the Hitler documentary that we decide to stay on for a couple of minutes. I don't. Do you want to? Do you want to expand on that for a second? Oh, that, that's all I have. I, yeah. I mean, I don't. Okay. Sure. Hate so, so what are we trying? And then, so before we keep going, so we've got okay. So it's violent video games. No, no, it's not violent video games. They were picked on. No, no, it's it's not that. It's that they were watching. They're they're neo Nazis. They they're clearly they clearly want to follow this. And then there's the scene in the shower. Oh, like are and they are they misunderstood? What the fuck? Melissa had never seen this movie, and when it got to that point, she got real angry. She got, and I was like, "Thank you," because when I first saw this movie, that's where I got real angry. What? What are you trying to say with that? And if you're not going to give us answers, then we have to fucking go down the rabbit hole and, and try to ask them ourselves. And what I wrote down, not my thoughts, but it's like, is this movie trying to say that if you're closeted and you don't know how to come out, that you need to fucking shoot up the people at your school? I, this movie is irresponsible. And I'm sorry. I, I know I 100, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this road. I'm man. really, I just, it's, it is the, one of the worst cases I've ever seen of irresponsible filmmaking. And the I, fact that it is so goddamn two-faced in the way that it goes about it. Like, we're going to show violence for no reason. But wait a second. You just blamed it on them being gay or or misunderstanding or could, yeah, their sexuality. Not, exactly, yep. Or, and you're going to blame it on, on Hitler and you're going to blame it. So what you're doing is you're doing what everybody did after Columbine and just blame it on whatever's available. Blame it on The Matrix. Blame it on South Park. Blame it on Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Manson. Yep. Just blame it on anything that isn't the actual problem. Let's not take the time to get to know these kids and why they would feel like they're suffering to the point where they need to do something so horrific. Now, let's just blame it on whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so that it's not our problem. So that we don't have to diagnose it and so that we don't understand it. That is this country's biggest problem. Look at where we're at now in 2019. What year was it? Was it 2016 or 2017? We had a school shooting every fucking week. Oh God. I, 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 is it, I want to say it's probably still the case. Yeah. I I mean, I don't, I mean, and, and, and the, the problem is, and I'm sorry, I'm going to phrase it this way, but we've graduated from school shootings and now we're going to places where, or other places we're going to the, to the Pulse nightclub. We're, we're shooting up concerts in Las Vegas. We're shooting up fucking churches. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you know, and 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 you know, if, it, if it, it luckily for the media and for Trump, if it happens to be somebody who's not white, we can blame it on terrorist, and that's and that's great. And if it is, and if it is a white guy, oh, he was he was there were some mental problems with him. Yeah, no, there, there's the two facedness and the duality of that as well, the, the the contradiction. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not blaming this movie for any of this, but it is not it's not helping. It's it's just propagating the problem. Yeah. It needs to what this movie needs to have done is to not happen because it's just in the fucking way. Yeah. And then, and then I just feel like it's, it's again, you, and then you're putting this, this really touchy subject into the hands of, of, of unseasoned amateur actors. And like, there's the, and I don't, the scene where Nate gets shot and the, the, the room responds to him. Yeah. Why is nobody reacting like an actual shooting is it, happening? Well, I, they, they hear the gunshot and the teacher goes, no, that's nothing. That's a literal line in this movie. Yeah. No, it doesn't sound like anything I just, else, man. My, I, just, my I just spiked this. I'm oh, yeah. so sorry. Yeah, it's going to happen. Like, it doesn't sound like anything else. It doesn't sound like someone slamming a door. It sounds like a fucking gunshot. I, uh, 
And I hate that shit anyway. There's the, I took issue with it almost immediately because of that round table that they're having in whatever that is, that psych class or sociology. Oh, whatever. Yeah. And they're talking if, about if how, walking to, down the street, how do you spot a gay person? Yeah. Wait, is this a fucking Gus Van Sant movie or did I just slip into the fucking Twilight Zone? Like, what are we doing here? Why are we having such a toned... I get that it's 2003, but this is inexcusable. Why are you... Why are you showing a class having a conversation like this? Well, and and this brings up you it, that, and and other things, but that and and like the the three girls um, purging in the bathroom right? again. Something this is the the phrase I keep coming to. This film is so tone deaf that it is. But it's like we, so we, it when in regards to why the kids do what they do, there aren't any answers because he's throwing out a, a myriad of things that we can we can try to cling to, right? And then he's showing this high school world. And yet, so it's like we're dealing with, oh, what is it like to have a father who's an alcoholic? Or what is it like to be a, a teen girl who has to feel the need to, to throw up? And what is it like to be a girl who is who is insecure with her body and doesn't want to wear the shorts that, her, that she's required to? And, and clearly doesn't want to shower in, in the lock. She's got her whole whole thing, too. And then you, you know, you you throw in the this class where they're talking about how do you spot a gay person on the street this movie is being applauded for the naturalistic approach to it, and yet the stereotypical nature in which these these subjects are being brought up, it's it not only is this is this irresponsible to the to the idea of a school shooting, it's irresponsible to all of these separate things. You know, the one thing I cling to probably more than the school shooting was was the Michelle character. And it's like hearing this teacher say, you know, I want to see you in the shorts tomorrow, it's like, that's that's really fucked up. I felt I genuinely felt so bad for her, because nobody nobody's clearly understanding that she doesn't want to do this. She's she's obviously got an issue with this, and and again, this idea of listening, maybe asking her, hey, what's the problem? No, no, we're just gonna feed you these answers. The answer she's being fed is, no, I want to see you in in those shorts tomorrow. Oh, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure there are teachers out there like that. I maybe I've just been oh. lucky enough to have very supportive teachers my entire life. No, no, I don't I, know. I'm I'm not making a broad. I'm saying in this film, it, it, there's no, we don't we don't get that, you know. We're not we're not afforded the the things that might make sense in this movie to be there, which just. Either way, I I have to apologize to you because if I knew how much I was gonna how much one how much you hated it because I knew you didn't like it and yeah. two how much I was gonna hate it I would have lumped this in the birth of a nation. And the Nazi documentary that's in this book, and to make a point of not doing it, to yeah. not afford it the time that we have. Yeah, right. But it's 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 funny though because I think this is I the only reason I think this is in the book is because of the topic. I mean, and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna well, say. And we've to already why. we've already got Bowling for Columbine in there, so why do we need this? Well, kick it out. Yeah, you know. But and so so here's so this is where I kind of slip back into the recommend. Because my oh are we are we there already? Well, no, well, because well, I want to I want to get into I'm, we're not necessarily through with Elephant, but I want to. Yeah. So before before I I watch anything to sort of recommend, I thought my replacement was just going to straight up be Goodwill Hunting. I'm like, if, if you know what, if we want to keep another Van Sant in there, then put that in. I, but I watched something that I'd been pushing off, and I don't know why because I didn't know anything about it. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping maybe this is yours. Can I can I guess? Is it the bully documentary? No. But ha- have you seen that? No. You you really should. Okay. Well, well then talk about yours first. 
If you want to. My my replacement? Yeah. My oh, replacement uh, is Mean Creek. Oh, yeah. that's good. That's so fucking good. It should have been yours, man. Well, I got a good one, too, though. You got something better? Yeah. Do you want me to talk about Mean Creek yeah, a little it, bit? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So no. for anybody who hasn't seen Mean Creek, that Which I'm up. sure is a lot of people. Yeah, this is a small movie. I mean, you think Elephant's a small movie. This is a very small movie. I actually shot some of it up here. Most of it in Oregon, though. Yeah. Um, mean Creek has got Rory Culkin in it, so yeah. one of the, the Culkin brothers. I don't really know anybody else in the cast, but they all the all the child performances in this film, oh, it's with cool. the exception of like maybe one, are utterly fantastic. So it's... Uh, the Roy Culkin character is being picked on by this very heavy student. There was uh, a, there was a Nickelodeon show called Josh and something, and it's the it's it, the Josh actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's being picked on to the point where I mean, he's actually physically getting in altercations with him. He's coming home covered in like cuts and bruises, and his older brother is is done with this. He's not going to take this anymore. He's got a friend. Uh, Marty, I think, is the name of the the kid. I haven't seen it. So yeah, long. I know, right? I'm, I'm struggling with the names here. Um, so the brother is named Rocky, and then he's also got his other friend Marty, who's kind of the leader of their little clique. Yeah. And then you get the feeling they're either like seniors or they're. Oh, there's a big age difference. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, this is is junior high for the Rory Culkin kind yeah. of age. Yep. And he's got this girl that he's interested in, and she asks him the big moral question right up front. She says, "If you could snap your fingers and he'd be dead, would you do it?" And there's a pause there, which is, it's a great scene where they're sat up in a tree in, yeah. the, in the schoolyard. It's a very, very good scene. Anyway, so they, the older kids make a plan. They're going to take them out. They're going to pretend it's, like it's the Roy Culkin kid's birthday. Yes, yes. They're going to go out. They're going to go down the river in this little boat that they steal. And they're going to make him strip naked and, and walk home to you know, teach him a lesson. Um and oh my God, that I, Josh, whatever his name is, he. The problem he, is, is he's got a video camera, and he thinks he's like this this tough little kid, like he's a one. But he's got problems, and he records, you know, himself making this documentary about himself. And so the problem is, is that when things do inevitably go bad, there is footage of it. Yeah. Because he's got this camcorder on him at all times. He so, unleashes this hate speech. Oh, his hate speech it is, is. So when he finds out <sighs> what their plan is, he just unloads on everybody, and I think. You know, not only does Marty get a really big chunk of it, but the the third uh, older kid who has two dads. Yeah. You know that the the homophobic hate speech that comes out of him about his dads and oh man, that is that is some tough shit to handle. Yeah. And you, it it really asks some big moral questions for such a little film. Yeah. And of course, I mean, small little film, Paramount Vantage, or even before Paramount Vantage, this is their other independent label, the Paramount Classics. Yeah, classics. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, this was like a, a, a three for 25 from, from yes, Hollywood Video. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's how I got mine. Yeah. Still have it. Do you? Yep. That's awesome. I've got it digitally now. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, which I, to, to think that they even put out like a HD digital release of it, it doesn't look that good. It definitely does not look 1080. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. But I mean, this is a great, great little film and definitely really asks some of the moral questions that Elephant doesn't even bother to when it deals with, you know, high school bullying and the consequences of, of, uh, you know, a murder happening. Yeah. So yeah, I, every, I, I would love to see me crink in there because I mean, to, to see the love for such a little local film like this in the book would just make me happy anyway. But it, it, it does, as I said, it does a lot of things that elephant doesn't do that elephant should have done. Yeah. And we, we turned around and we watched Mean Creek immediately. Yeah. And Liz was just like, I can't handle any more of this shit tonight, man. Oh, Between God, Elephant yeah. and... Well, she didn't watch all of Elephant, but she saw the end of it. 
Um, um, before we move on to your replacement, mm-hmm. can I just very quickly say, fuck that Macbeth reference. So foul and Faraday, you no fuck you, kid. You you don't get to have that. And 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 again, then like the the sort of flashy but cool way he gets to say, "Eeny, meeny." Oh, the miney. The very end in the locker. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was just like, oh, really? Oh, you're gonna you're gonna have like a a cool action kind of moment at the end of this movie. That's what you're gonna do. A witty, cool thing where you shoot the two popular kids. Like, what what what? Yeah, that that's stupid. But I mean, the Shakespeare line pissed me off. Oh yeah, that no, I'm sorry. You you don't get to have that. I I'm gonna. There are two moments of this movie. There was one movie where one moment where I actually I felt the tension kind of kick up, and then a moment that genuinely surprised me because I I forgot it happened. When 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 John is first leaving and you see them walking in, that that, that it's a long walk. That's a moment of genuine tension. I I felt that as it happened. I forgot that Alex shoots Eric. That really took me by surprise. I forgot that was a thing that happened in the movie. Just as a, as a thing that happens, I, I forgot. It it startled me. Um, but yeah, I, I just, the, 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 the words, the, the, the things that these kids were allowed to end up saying and keeping in the movie, I just... And remember, have fun. Oh, God, that's in my fucking notes, too. Yeah. God, I really... Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, my, man, I, I fucking hate this movie more than I hated A Quiet Man. Ooh, it's tough. It's, it's, yeah, man. It's, ooh, it's, yeah. That's, so my, repli- we'll cover that in the recap. Sorry, yes, anyway, so your, yes, your, so your my replacement. replacement is a movie that's been out for five, six years now. I don't, I don't really know. And I, I just put off watching it for some reason. And I finally watched We Need to Talk About Kevin. Oh shit! With Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Yeah. No. God damn it! I still haven't seen this. Oh man, I I, I could have sworn you would have seen this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know, right? Oh uh, man, it's uh, so I, the brief is so so it it really follows her story and she has now a, is am I thinking right? Is Michael Sheen the dad? No, it's John C. Riley. Oh okay. All yeah, right. which is a really interesting but good casting choice a lot of this it has to go with um there's an event and the way this story is told is so great i can't spoil much because it's it's beautifully done it's a hard movie but it's beautifully shot and we follow uh tilda swinton she's a she's a mom and not she's at the current state she is living by herself um and her her son kevin is in jail and, and you get this pretty early but the story the story is a lot about how contentious their relationship has been since he was born and it's it's a really hard look at parent child relationships and not and not in a in a hard way this movie is it's hard to watch and there's a it's hard to see a mom and a child not be like to be at odds um and it's maniacal and it's it's kind of mind fucking the way that the Kevin is like really adamantly trying to do things to, to piss off and, and, and harm uh, his mom. And it culminates in, in, in the end how it does. It's, it's tangential to a school shooting, but not exactly. But it's, it's just, a, it's, a, it's, it's Lynn Ramsey. Um, and I, I really liked You Were Never Really Here. I like this more. Yeah, I, I mean, and I had You Were Never Really Here as a recommend, but I, on further reflection, it did, there are some things about it that did leave me wanting, I sure. have to admit. Yeah. I, I think this movie, it, I, flashbacks can be hard, but this 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 Tilda Swinton's character is going through such grief that as she's going along in her current life, things happen that naturally spark 
the progression of like like she's got a forward story and then the flashbacks are telling a forward story too and now are the flashbacks in we need to talk about kevin as good as the ones in you were never really here because those for me are some of the best parts of of the movie well the flashbacks of you were never really here are like like they're like flashes like they're legit like well the the way that i phrase it is like it's how we i think it's how i remember things anyway they feel very realistic flashbacks they're more no they're fully fledged scenes Oh, okay. So yes. totally different yeah. style of flashback. Yeah. Then. Okay. Um, but it's I Tilda Swinton. It's the best I've seen her do. It's she's incredible in this that's, movie. That's hard to do, man. Like she is good in. I have never seen a bad Tilda Swinton performance. Well, then watch this, and you'll even even in the the Doctor Strange and Endgame, her little pieces in those. No, I mean, she's, she's still so much better than anything else in any of those movies. She, no, she's she's great in this, and and. And John C. Riley gets to play the good parent a lot of the time, and I think that's it's great for him because he's such a a jolly, fun guy that he it it's it's a weird pairing, but it I, it works. I was just captivated by this movie, and and I and again it it attempts to at least tackle why somebody would do what they do, you know, unlike this movie that just puts it on us and yet provides us with a bunch of shitty cop out reasons as to why somebody would do this. Well, while we're talking about Tilda Swinton, I gotta go on another tangent. And you talk about her playing a mom. I think episodes and episodes ago, we were talking about hard movies to watch, mm-hmm. and I talked about a film called The War Zone. Tim, oh yes, Tim Roth. As far as I know, the only thing Tim Roth has directed, mm-hmm. but about a family dynamic, and Ray Winston plays the dad. And I said, as a parent, I don't think you should watch this film. But I don't know. I I put it on a few nights back. God damn, this is such an incredible piece of cinema that I think you should go out of your way to try and find the war zone with the caveat that you know how much I think as a parent you shouldn't see it. It's it's tough because it, it, as a parent it was hard to watch. We need to talk about Kevin. The war zone, not having seen We Need to Talk About Kevin, I can promise you the war zone will be harder. Well, sure, but I just, I had the thought because because this focuses on the mom relationship. It's like, I want Melissa to watch. We need to talk about Kevin because I think it's a well-made movie. I think it's fantastic. I think it should. I think it should replace this in the book. But I don't think she could handle it. I don't think she could see the relationship of a mom and a child that's so at odds and and malicious. It's just, whew, it's tough. But it, it's really good. I have well, nothing... I will I will bump it up the radar then. If I... if you will try and bump the war zone up the sure. radar, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before we recorded this episode, I told you that I I was convinced I watched Prometheus and Alien Covenant based on your your pushing me to, and I don't regret it. No, that's awesome. I don't regret it. Um, I don't. So okay, I'm just. Do you have an unsung hero? Because I don't. No. Okay. Do you have a favorite shot? Because I don't. And for me, it's the it's the moment oh, of yes, turning the turning the the film canister. Yeah. There's there's nothing. No no one screed of something you can find. Even the, even the Van Sant shot. No. No. No, because it, it just leads to the why Why do we have this moment in the, I'm, Yeah. See, because that got me excited when the movie started. Like, oh, he has a drunk parent. Let's Yeah, let's do something with this. And I, then we don't. I, I mean, I, I don't have a favorite shot. I don't have a favorite acting moment. I don't. I mean, there's even a moment where um, John goes into what looks like a, a teacher's lounge or something. I'm not sure where he is. And he starts to cry and the girl comes in and she's like, what's wrong? And then for some reason, the sound in that scene is God awful. Do you yeah, know? It's like, it drops out. It does something weird. And that was the image that was used on all the posters as yes. well as like her kissing his cheek. Yeah. And then she goes off into that stupid psych class where they talk about how you can, sweat. I just can't get over how fucking stupid that scene is. Yeah. 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 
And I know we have the luxury of, as I mentioned earlier, we have the luxury of looking back at it now. Yeah. In, in the times that we live in. And of course it's going to, I think, enrage us even more based on the, the fucked up world we live in. Well, And that's the thing, too, is, I mean, this, the what, the, there are films from 2016 in this book, in this version, in the yeah. version that we have. Yeah. Um, and, and there's going to be an updated version of this book that comes out in October. And I'll be really curious. It, I mean, there's a lot of movies in this book, obviously, but... I don't think this movie is good in general. And with how poorly it's aged, I would hope to God it doesn't make it into the The, the problem is version. is that I think it's I think it's dug in like a tick. Yeah, because of, because it, because of it's, the subject matter. Well, and because it was in the the second revision, the one that's got the Jack Nicholson cover. It goes back as far as that. God, I hate this fucking movie so much. I don't I mean I mean if you couldn't tell, we don't I don't recommend it and I think it was smart for us to end on the recommend so we can talk about something nice. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Uh, I don't recommend this. I highly recommend we need to talk about Kevin. And I highly recommend Mean Creek. Yeah. If you can find it. Can you? Is it easy, easy enough to find? Uh, I and I, I don't want to endorse this company because they're owned by Walmart, but a lot of my digital catalog is now on Vudu. Well, dude, Ultraviolet just was like officially closed. Like Yeah, the, the, it'll, it'll close on, well. No, it, it, I got the email today. It's, yeah. done, it's done. But you're not going to lose anything. No, no, no. So I, long as all your accounts and stuff yes. are all synced up and things but like it's, that. But I mean, yeah. it's, at this it was point, on it was on sale on Vudu for like four bucks a year ago. So I sure. grabbed it. Yeah. But well, yeah, that's that's where I see. Here's the thing: is that I was so far into building my digital library, I was like two or three hundred titles in, and then I found out Vudu was owned by Walmart, and I went, "Oh God damn it!" But I'm this far in. Well, and it's it. it I don't. Well, let's not get into this. I don't want to get this is. We're already talking about it. Like it's a, so negative enough as it is, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, it's definitely a no from us. But we, you know what? We, we would, we would actually, gen. I would love to know what you think about this movie, um, our dear listeners. If you, if you did like it and, and why? And, yeah, this is one that I actually, I really want some feedback. Or on. if you, if you, and if you didn't like it, and if you agree, or if there's something that we missed, if there was a, another sort of attempt at at some kind of a high school norm that you just didn't, you didn't vibe with, let us, let us know. So please hit us up on all the socials. Hit us up on. Um, on uh, on um, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, just just let us know what you think about this movie. We are um, curious to know. Um, so uh, until uh, we meet again, I'm Adam and I'm Ian, and we will see you next week. <laughs>